Hello, my name is Gray. And my name is Crystal. And this is Busty Asian Beauties, a supernatural commentary podcast, where I, someone who has seen this show several times, and I, someone who only knows the show through social media, discuss every single episode of Supernatural from start to finish. Also, we are both Asian. Both Asians. So for today's episode, we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 12, Fate. Written by Sarah Gamble and Real Tucker, directed by Alan Croker. And those are the writers for Dead in the Water, which explains why this woman also has no personality and makes no sense and is coping with trauma way too easily. I actually didn't think of Layla like that. I I liked okay. her character. I liked her, but I was I also was quite annoyed by her writing. Uh before anything Crystal and I have an announcement. We're pregnant. <laughs> no. God, I hope not. Okay, so we have a Kofi now, and uh, you can find us at kofi.com slash bustyasianbeautyspod. We will be linking to it in the podcast description. So if you want to toss us a few bucks for being the funniest people you know, then go ahead, but also feel do not feel obligated. Make wise financial decisions. Let's get to the episode. Crystal, what did you know about this going in? Okay, so I knew that Dean had some kind of heart failure issue, and I thought for some reason that he got it from fighting an electricity monster, but no, it's just because he was shooting electricity at a monster. Um, I've seen the screenshots of him in his hoodie looking like a sickly little man and everyone's high school boyfriend. Is that what it says in the post? I also know that Sam calls John about Dean's condition, but John doesn't pick up or show up. And then I know that there's a preacher slash faith healer character who kills gay people in order to heal people that are considered more worthy of life. And I also knew that there was a woman named Layla Rourke with cancer who Dean befriends in this episode. You know pretty much everything. Yeah, but I didn't know that it was his wife. For some reason, the world was just letting me think that this man was a homophobe. So we opened to Sam and Dean in medias res. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Big words. Uh, They're hunting a raw head, which I looked up and shows up twice in Supernatural. So it's uh-huh. this one and an episode in season 14. So I'm not familiar with it, is what I'm saying. Me neither. Uh, Dean is preparing an electric gun with 100,000 volts in it. So they go into the basement and find some kids in a cabinet, which immediately while watching this, I was like, fuck. Did they base carry on in this episode? Yeah, there's also two siblings that they have to save from vampire mimes with awful masks. Yes, that's true. Right, I did recognize that. And also, those children were the filthiest little orphan chimney sweep-looking children ever. Like, truly Dickensian. This episode made me think a lot about the finale, because, spoiler, in the finale, he dies, right? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. And 
uh, he he almost dies here, and I guess it makes sense to call back to this one because in Carry On they call back a lot to a lot of season one episodes as. We will discuss later on in the season. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I'm just... All I remember is the, the pie-eating content. Oh, Jenny! Yes, Babe! Jenny! Oh, hi, Jenny! The Jenny reference doesn't make a lick of sense. It doesn't make any sense. But this one does because uh, Dean almost dies. And then it makes sense to parallel him almost dying here and actually dying there. Because this is his first instance of dying. Speaking of parallels, I think someone in the Discord mentioned um, in despair when Billy appears and she sort of uses her powers to try to kill Dean, he acts like he's having a heart attack. So I remember someone saying maybe Billy was trying to, since she's trying to set order back to the universe, she was trying to make Dean live his first intended death again. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah, Billy was so hot for that. So Sam goes on to get the kids to safety, which again is his job. Yeah, like this is always his job. Yeah. Anyway, Dean, you're not um, my boss, but I'm coming back because we're brothers and I love you. And now you're my boss again. So Dean stays back to kill the rawhead. He ends up in the area of the basement that is a bit flooded with water. And she, he shoots the rawhead right where the flood is. So he gets electrocuted. We've all seen Dean. Pokemon. We Sam know what happens him. when the lightning Pokemon and the water Pokemon interact. I've actually never seen Pokemon. But <laughs> <laughs> Fine, we've all, we've all seen science class. Have you, have you been electrocuted ever? No, like, besides static electricity. Have you? Yes, when I was, like, um, like seven or six, I was unplugging the air conditioner plug. Oh. And that, because in the, the aircon has, like, a big plug, right? And I got electrocuted, and I started crying immediately afterwards because I, mean, yeah. I thought I was gonna die. <laughs> I mean, it seems like a very scary experience. Yeah, it was very scary. Like, uh, you know how Dean was, like, shaking, right? You know mm-hmm. when people get electrocuted and they start shaking? Like, that happened to me. I was like, ugh. Like, <laughs> and it was terrifying. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's my um, anecdote segment. Uh, anyway, yeah. Yeah. So he gets electrocuted. And we see that they have not gotten better at electricity, electricity CGI from Asylum. Yeah, absolutely. Sam goes in and screams at Dean, and that's the end of the teaser. So now we're at a hospital. Sam is showing a fake insurance card that says he's Mr. Berkowitz to... Yeah, he's showing it to Hannah. <laughs> oh, wait, was that Hannah? Yeah, it's Hannah's actress. Oh, I didn't notice. They reuse a lot of actors that makes sense. in this show. They have show. 327 episodes. You're going to run out of actors eventually. Yeah, Sam's telling the cops what happened, and then he sees Dean's doctor. The doctor explains that Dean got a heart attack, and then he says his heart, it's damaged. I wrote down, yeah, it is. They should have dug deeper into the the heart damage metaphor in, in this episode, honestly. They could have gone real cheesy with it. And the doctor explains that 
there's really nothing that they can do and that Dean's probably gonna live for at most a month after this. Sam says that there's gotta be something you can do and the doctor says we can't work miracles. That's not foreshadowing. So Sam goes into Dean's room, he's flipping through TV, and he's trying to put up a brave face. He's joking about how TV is terrible. He calls his daughter a little bitch. No, he he calls like the bear in the Downey commercial oh. a little bitch. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because Sam said, I talked to your doctor, and I was like, and I thought Dean was calling his doctor a fabric softener teddy bear. I was like, (laughs) weird insult, but okay. (laughs) So Dean's very resigned to his death. He tells Sam to leave town without him, and he says, hey, you better take care of that car, or I swear I'll haunt your ass. Sam says, I don't think that's funny. And mm, it is a fairly emotional scene, because I feel like if I was dying, I would also be cracking jokes like this. And, like, I don't know. Dean's just trying to be a good brother. Sad. Yeah, Dean says, it's a dangerous gig. I drew the short straw. That's it. End of story. So, yep. And I kept thinking about how if it was Sam who was dying, Dean would not be this okay about it at all, even if Sam was okay about it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he just very much sees himself as expendable. Um, Sam says we still have options, and Dean says, yeah, burial or cremation. Oof, more gallows humor. And he says, you can't stop me, and Sam says, watch me. So we go to Sam calling John from his motel room. And he tells John that Dean is sick, but he's going to do whatever it takes to make Dean better. He hangs up. This is a voicemail. Mm. So he's not actually calling John. I forgot to mention. John's not answering because he's a dilk. And he hangs up and bites his nails. And I see this... I see this scene, like, gift a lot Mm. of him biting his nails. Yeah, emo boy. And someone knocks at the door. It's Dean! He says he's not gonna die in a hospital where the nurses aren't even hot. And I was like, you're and so I'm mean to Hannah. <laughs> pulling out my spreadsheet right now. It feels kind of mean to be giving him misogyny points when he's dying and pathetic, but he shouldn't have been misogynistic while he was dying and pathetic. So now we're at 16. They go to sit, and Sam informs Dean that one of their contacts, Joshua, told him about a guy in Nebraska who might help, who is a specialist. So they drive off, and they go to this massive tent in the middle of nowhere, and it's the Church of Loy Lagrange, a faith healer. Dean gets upset at this, saying that Sam said they're gonna see a doctor, to which Sam replies, I believe I said a specialist, like the fucking asshole he is. And then, while walking, we hear, uh, Great, fantastic exposition. We hear some lady say, Reverend Lagrange is a great man. And some guy, like, outside going, he's a fraud. And this is just, like, ADR'd in. And it's so fucking funny. Like, they were like, oh, we need to show the people that there's a split in opinion regarding this Roy guy. Let's just fucking ADR in some shit about someone praising him and someone saying that he's bad that's gonna work and i mean it does work but it's so fucking funny so dean is like come on man a faith healer 
Sam, Sam replies that maybe it's time to have a little faith, Dean. So they have yeah. a back and forth about believing in God. Dean, Sam's argument is, with all the things that we see, you have to believe in something. And Dean says, yeah, you're right. Like, we see them. That's why I believe in them. I've seen what evil does to good people. Uh, also, this happens right after Scarecrow, where Sam berates Dean for his blind faith in John. So... Yeah, a fun continuation of that theme. So a girl steps in, stops them, and says, maybe God works in mysterious ways. Which doesn't make any sense in the conversation. There's so many parts of this episode wherein the the conversation doesn't make any sense. Like, I'm sorry, Sarah Gamble, but I am insulting your writing in this episode. Yeah, because it's just like, ooh, let's put in a stinger about religion and faith and miracles it doesn't make sense whatever it sounds deep put it in so dean immediately steps up the charm with this girl who is named layla mm. she asks why they're here if he's not a believer and dean says well my brother here believes enough for the both of us <laughs> no <laughs> i when i i this reminded me of like season 14 when Dean was like, I'm gonna toss myself in the ocean inside of a Malak box. And like, Sam believed enough for the both of them that Dean was like, okay, I'm not gonna do that anymore. Aww. And like, that's not the only example of that in the show, I'm sure. Like, that's just the, the at the top of my head. But I'm sure there are other examples in this in this show where Sam believed enough for the both of them. And uh, yeah. It just, it makes me emo, that line. And then, when Layla enters the tent, Dean checks out her ass and says, I bet you she can work in some mysterious ways. Can I bump him up to 17? I didn't even see that he checked out her ass. But yeah, you can bump it up. Thank you. Okay, Dean's dying, but he's also been misogynistic 17 times, so like... Mm. <sighs> So they go inside. <laughs> no, he shouldn't die. I guess. Maybe. He, he deserved redemption, Crystal. <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah. So they go inside of a tent uh, where Roy LaGrange is preaching. And there's some weird cross symbol in the church. Sam ushers him towards the front of the tent. Right behind Layla. On stage... Roy LaGrange shows up. He is wearing sunglasses and he is blind because we love stereotypes. It just sucks the whole, like, wise blind man, healer, prophet, whatever trope. And they're, they're doing it again. Roy starts out with saying that every morning his wife, Sue Ann, reads him the news. And there's always someone committing some immoral, unspeakable act there, like being gay. And then Roy says, God rewards the good, and he punishes the corrupt. Which I thought sounded very much like what Laurie said in Hookman. I feel like there are some similarities, just in terms of like, yeah, it's Christianity, and it's all about reward and punishment. So he says that the Lord guides him in choosing who to heal, and that he can see into people's hearts and decide who is worthy. D 
Dean says, yeah, and he sees into their wallets, and Roy hears him and then calls Dean to come up with him. Dean refuses for a bit until the crowd and Sam usher him up. Roy says, I didn't pick you, Dean. The Lord did. And Sam's, like, at a football game. He's, like, excited and clapping and cheering, going, get up there, Dean! (laughs) What an ominous, like, now that we know, like, about who God is in this. Oh, absolutely. Like, the Lord sure did choose you. You cannot ever escape your God's love. Yep. Fucking hell. God loves me and there's nothing I can do about it. So, Dean comes up and he says, I'm not exactly a believer. And then in a scene that shows up in AMVs and gift sets galore, Roy says, you will be, son. You will be. He leads them in prayer, and he puts a hand on Dean's shoulder and on his head, and Dean starts, like, sort of passing out and sinking to his knees. And then he opens his eyes, and he's all better. But also, when he looks up, behind Roy, there's, like, this old, wrinkly, party city mask guy in a black suit standing behind him, and that ends that scene. So we move to Sam and Dean in a doctor's office, where a doctor says that there's nothing wrong with Dean's heart. She says, still, it's strange, it does happen, and Dean says, what do you mean strange? Which I was like, again, like, this this dialogue doesn't make (laughs) any sense. Like, why would he note that, like, she says strange? It just, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And uh, she says, yesterday, an athletic 27-year-old dropped dead of a heart attack. So Sam says, oh, th- that's a coincidence. I'm sure we don't have to look at this gift horse in the mouth. And Dean insists, like, no, it's not a coincidence because I saw a spirit. And Sam argues that he should have seen it too because he's been seeing a lot of spirits recently. And Dean says, you're gonna need to have a little faith on this one. And Sam concedes. Yeah, they use this episode's title so much in the dialogue, and it doesn't make sense sometimes, but whatevs. So Dean goes to visit the reverend, who says that he had cancer and went into a coma, and that's also the reason why he's blind, because of the cancer. And doctors thought he wouldn't wake up from the coma, but he did. And ever since then, he can heal people. So Dean asks, why save me? And Roy says, because you have a job to do, and it's not finished. That He got that from a, this Zodiac sign has this personality site where they just say the most general fucking shit. And you're like, OMG, that's so me. <laughs> so Sam is in a swimming area. And he's talking to a guy who knows the guy who died, Marshall Hall. The guy says that Marshall Hall is athletic and healthy, so a heart attack doesn't make any sense. Also, before he died, he was running as if something was chasing him. Sam takes note of all this and then says goodbye to the guy when he notices that the clock has stopped at 4.17. He asks if that's the time when the guy died, and the guy says, yeah. And alarm bells start ringing in Sam's head. Yep. So Dean's leaving Roy's house, and Layla and her mom are outside. Sue Ann, his wife, refuses to let them in to see him. And Layla's mom starts getting sort of angry, sort of pleading. Sue Ann says, 
Roy knows what Layla's situation is, and he very much wants to help just as soon as the Lord allows. Like, she's choosing. So what is what is her purpose in dangling this over these poor people for like six days or whatever? Like why did she why did she even pick Dean? Did she just think he was hot? Like what was the point? No, it was Roy who's picking the people. She's just picking who dies. That's true. Okay. Layla's mom starts kinda going off at Dean, saying, Why are you even here? You got what you wanted. You don't even believe. And we've been to every service and Layla hasn't been cured. Dean goes, Layla, what's wrong? Which I, what, she's out of faith healer. What do you think is fucking wrong, Dean? <laughs> Layla says, I have this thing. <laughs> and then her mom says that it's an inoperable brain tumor and she's gonna die in six months. Um, Layla's eyes start getting a little teary. Dean says that he's sorry. Layla says it's okay, but her mom says, no, it isn't. Why you deserve to live more than my daughter? So true. And they head away. This whole scene, I feel like the background music chosen for a lot of this episode was not good. Like the music during the scene was so loud that I could barely hear the dialogue. It was like, I already cared a little bit about Layla, but now that you're making this music so loud, I don't care about Layla because you're pushing this agenda too hard. So Dean goes back to the motel room and Sam tells him, yeah, that guy died at the exact same time you were healed. And also all these people that Roy healed, someone else died at the exact moment and of the symptom that Roy was healing. Uh-oh. So Dean is upset about this, that, you know, this guy, Marshall Hall, died because of him. This whole thing is interspersed with Roy healing some guy. Some girl running through the woods as Don't Fear the Ripper by Blue Oyster Cult is playing. And God, this scene is so good. Is. Do you agree? Yeah, I enjoyed the music choice. It's so fun. So as Roy heals the guy, Sam is asking Dean, like, how is Roy doing it? And Dean says, no, someone else is doing it. I know who it is. A reaper. And as the song plays, the girl in the woods gets chased down by the old reaper guy. Cuts back and forth between Roy healing and the reaper killing, and it's the same gesture with the hand on the shoulder and the face. And this old guy is, like, able to breathe again. And she's turning gray and dying. It's good visual parallels. And also the music cue, like the lyrics start while she's, while we go in earnest to her being chased down. And I thought that was super fun. Anyway, she dies and Roy heals the guy. So yeah. Dean explains that it's not the Grim Reaper, it's just a Reaper. Then he says there's Reaper lore in pretty much every culture on Earth, which is actually an improvement from in every culture on Earth, which was all of the previous times that something like this came up. So they're learning a little bit, but also I don't know of any Reapers in Chinese yet, but maybe I just don't know. He's gotten better, but not much better. And he puts together that Reapers stop time and you can only see them when they're coming at you. And they figure out that Roy is probably controlling it through a cross. And then Sam pulls out a card and says that he's 
controlling it through a tarot? And I was like, isn't that just, like, the pretty cards where people, like, tell your fortune how... how no, like- no, 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 no. Okay. Like, the the reasoning is, like, he brought out the card as, like, oh, I, this is the symbol that mm. I saw. Okay. But he's not saying that the tarot is controlling. Okay. That makes he's, sense. He's saying that, like, the magic that is associated with tarot cards is the same magic that's being used for the Reaper control. <laughs> yeah. Actually, like, the, I'm justifying it, but, like, the explanation really is a bit clunky. Yeah. Once more, it's the bad dialogue of this episode. Sorry for insulting every Dean fan's favorite episode. My expectations for this episode were, like, very high. Because everyone seems to love it on Tumblr. And then I was, like, bored <laughs> for most of it. Yeah, it's not... It's... It, I'm sure people like it for whatever reason. But the way I thought it would be was this is gonna be a Dean thesis episode. And it's gonna be good because of that. And I was excited because I do like Dean. It's just a case. But it is really just a case episode. Home and Asylum and fucking Scarecrow are more Dean thesis episodes than Faith. Yeah. And I honestly believe that, like, those three episodes are better than this one. Same. Oh, hot take! <laughs> <laughs> And that last listener who stayed even when I said I shipped Maxiel is gone. <laughs> um, so Dean says, okay, we're gonna stop Roy. And Sam says, how? And Dean says, you know how. <laughs> I can't! Like, let's just kill the guy. Yeah, let's just <laughs> fucking Dean. murder the guy. And honestly, I'm like not, not on Dean's side here. Well, I don't think that he should murder the guy. But I don't think that him murdering the guy is any worse than them killing, like, any other thing that they kill in an episode. Like, from what we know now, like, Roy is, like, a super bad person. Whatever. Like, you guys were fine with the Scarecrow killing the people who were sacrificing people for the greater good, like, last episode. So, just be the Scarecrow this time. New Mitski album, be the Scarecrow. So it's like, what the fuck, Dean? We're not gonna kill... A human being. And then he says, if we do that, we're no better than he is. Which is so boring. I think I wrote down, boo, boring. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. Stop being anti-murder like a loser. Okay. Dean says, Sam, the guy is playing God. He's deciding who lives and who dies. Huh, I wonder who else does that every episode by killing. Sam says, okay, well, instead we should just figure out what the spell is to bind the Reaper and then break it. So they go to the service location and Sam sneaks into Roy's house to look for a spell book. He, like, Sherlock Holmes his way into finding it, which I thought was super fun. Yeah. And he finds it. It's like a booklet. There's a picture of the cross that he saw earlier. And also a couple of newspaper articles. One about Marshall Hall being an openly gay teacher and winning a lawsuit against, like, I guess the school board. For discrimination, yeah. And and the girl who died in the forest being a local abortion advocate. And finally, an article about the guy outside who is telling people that Roy is a fraud. 
So he's gonna die next. Uh-oh. So Sam goes to look for the guy when Layla Rourke gets called up to be healed. So Dean is inside the tent, right? Dean tries to stop her. But of course, like, he's not gonna stop because some guy tells her to yeah, stop. Yeah, it was so fucking funny. He was like, trust me, I can't explain, but something bad is going to happen. Like, bitch, just pull out the obituaries and be like, like, she already has faith. You can just say, this man is the devil and he's trading one life for another. Look at all this evidence. And she'd probably be like, damn, you're right. I'm not going to get healed by Satan. But no, he just goes, I can't explain. Just trust me. Because we've talked once when your mom yelled at me and you were also mad at me and I have pretty eyes. Like, what's wrong with him? In in another world, there is a for- there's a version of this episode where Sam and Dean tell the like people who have faith in the faith healer what goes down mm-hmm. and like they don't have to say that like it's a reaper killing people yeah. but they could just be like He's the these devil. are the dots that we connected yeah and like these people already believe in a faith healer so they're probably gonna believe when you say that the faith healer is of the evil incarnate right yeah I mean, I know, like, if some of these people do have a bit of a parasocial relationship with this guy, they might be less likely to believe. But, yeah, like, I feel like some people would understand. I guess another possible explanation is that Dean isn't trying as hard as he normally would because he sort of believes that Layla should be healed and deserves to live, but I think that's giving the writers too much credit. No, no, no. I don't think so. I okay. think that's, like, what you're really supposed to okay. see in the show, in the episode. Okay. Also, like, it brings up for me, like, the concept of, like, are we supposed to tell people what goes on in our job, you know? Like, because for, like, the entire show, they kept everything hidden. Mm. So, like, just just tell people, man. Yeah, I feel like people. people would understand. In the parking lot, the guy who is advocating against Roy is being chased by the Reaper. And Sam tries to help him, but can't. And so Dean inside yells, Fire! Fire! There's a fire inside! So he stops the service. But apparently the Reaper is still chasing the guy. Dean looks around, and then he sees Sue Ann praying. And he figures out that it's not Roy, but Sue Ann who is controlling the Reaper. He goes to stop Sue Ann who yells for help. So Dean gets escorted out by some sheriffs and the Reaper stops attacking the guy. Specifically because Dean like stops her from chanting to her cross necklace, right? Yeah, exactly. The cops are bringing Dean outside and Sue Ann's putting on a whole guilt-tripping show where she's like, why would you do that, Dean, after we helped you? I'm not gonna press charges. The Lord will deal with him as he sees fit. And then later, she, like, tries to kill him for realsies, so yeah, I guess she is playing God. And then the cop says, if we catch you round here again, son, we'll put the fear of God in you. Understand? Sure. Okay. (laughs) It's such a line. It's such a line. Yeah, like, I get the themes and motifs of this episode already, Sarah Gamble. Like, we're good. So, Layla tells Dean, like, why would you do that? It could have been my only chance. She's 
trying to just be an extremely sympathetic character with her nice hair and her watery eyes. I guess something that I just really didn't like about Layla is that she... I know not everyone who is sick has to look sick, but they just made her look, like, very pretty. And, like, when Dean was sick, at least they, like, gave him some, like, eye bags and made him look sad. Like, I feel like they just don't really bother to do that with Layla. And, like, her her sadness and her grief are all very pretty. She never- uh, tears never actually come out of her eyes. It's always just watery eyes and smiles. Like, I don't know, she's just very sanitized. And that bothers me. Yeah, and, like, I know people who, like mm-hmm. that actually exist in yeah. real life. Like, I'm not saying that they yeah, don't same. exist. That you can't exist like that. But, like, uh, it's undeniable that they wrote her like that because she's a girl, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, so Layla wishes Dean luck, and Dean says, same to you. And then to himself says, you deserve it a lot more than me. And then we see that Roy is promising Layla that he's gonna heal her later tonight. So Sam and Dean are back at the motel talking about the case. There's a lot of, like, they're hanging out in the motel just talking about the case scenes Mm. in this episode. And it gets tiring pretty fast. Especially when you're, you know, watching it like we do, like taking down notes. Because, like, I'm sure there's other locations where they can talk in. But But I I guess guess not. They can't be near the tents anymore because Dean basically has a restraining order. Yeah, and, like, the only two locations in this episode is the (laughs) tent and the motel room. Yep. So they figure out that Sue Ann binded the Reaper to save Roy when Roy was dying. Mm. And is now just using it to kill people she thinks are immoral. Dean drops the line like, may God save us from half the people who think they're doing God's work. And I wrote down, that's the best line. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty good. So they go figure out that they need to destroy the cross that Suen has and the altar that she is using to do black magic. When Sam talks about the altar, he says, you gotta build a black altar with seriously dark stuff, bones, and human blood. And it's like, you could get that at any teaching hospital. Like, that's not seriously dark stuff. Like, whatever. Like, I'm sure you can buy, like, human bones at wish.com. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so they show up back at the tents and see that Layla's already there. Dean says, if Roy would have picked Layla instead of me, she'd be here right now. And if she's not healed tonight, she's gonna die in a couple of months. And we see that he's basically contemplating letting it happen, letting her be healed before they take down the Reaper. And honestly, like, yeah, he should have. (laughs) That's my hot take of this episode. I don't know. Like, because it's pretty, it's it's made pretty clear that the immoral people that are being killed are not actually immoral. Yeah. Like, if, you know, who was being killed was like, actually, I can't think of anyone <laughs> who deserves to die. But, yeah, if it was fucking, you know what? <laughs> we should recreate, like, you and I yeah. should find this fucking Reaper <laughs> binding spell and fucking kill, like, the top five billionaires in the I world. I feel like there's an anime that says why that's a bad idea. <laughs> okay, but that guy was the son of a cop and sucked. So. 
yeah. Yeah, I just... Yeah, no, I, I agree that the people being killed aren't immoral. But also, Sam's basically acting like... He says, you said it yourself, Dean. You can't play God. I think that action and inaction should be weighed the same. I think that stopping Layla from being healed and causing her death indirectly is should be weighted the same as stopping or should be weighted the same as like Roy accidentally killing this other person. Like I just I don't think there's like a meaningful moral difference between them. Yes, I am the person who says I would flip the switch during the trolley problem, but <laughs> Yeah. No, uh we we still haven't reached it yet. So this is not going this is not supposed to like influence your uh concept of this episode. But there is an episode later on where it is revealed that people who whose life gets extended in this universe, mm-hmm. in the supernatural universe, it it makes them miserable. Like huh. their the rest of their life becomes miserable because they were supposed to die and then they didn't. Well, that explains fifteen seasons of supernatural. Yeah, uh, which is a good metaphor for supernatural. But also, it's something that I thought about in this episode because, like, if Leda lived, would she have lived a miserable life? And I would argue that like a miserable life is better than no life. But yeah. So, Dean is convinced by Sam's weak-ass argument, and they get out of the car. Um, but Sue Ann's not in there, so Dean sends Sam to find her, whereas Dean starts becoming a distraction because he sees the two cops from earlier coming at him. Sam's looking around the house, but there doesn't seem to be anyone home when he sees that there's, like, a cellar or a basement that has light coming from it. So it cuts back and forth between Dean just being chased around by cops, really nothing happening there. There's like a dog at some point. And then Sam going inside the basement. And then he sees the altar. And it's so funny. There's a photo of Dean on it. And there's like a red, (laughs) like a big X X written in blood over his face. Like, first of all, this is 2005, so did she have to get the picture printed? That's so fucking funny. <laughs> she had to drive over to, like, the local Kinko's and get this printed out. Yeah, I guess for everyone else, she just took their photo from the newspaper, probably, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Except for Dean. I wonder what the rules are. Like, it has to be a photo. Is that so that the Reaper knows who to go after? What if the Reaper went into the French Mistake universe and killed Jensen Ackles? Then I guess we would be spared the I mean, prequel. society if. <laughs> Should we cut that? No, I fucking hate, like, I do fucking hate the prequel that. will be good, but I fucking doubt it, man. Yeah, I mean, it's already racist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's... Yeah, fucking hell. <sighs> right. Um... It's just such a funny-looking altar. And then Suan suddenly appears behind Sam, and she's like, I gave your brother life, and I can take it away. Girl boss moments. And he tries to run out at her, but she locks him in the cellar. And then she says, Sam, can't you see? The Lord chose me to reward the just and punish the wicked. And your brother is wicked. And he deserves to die, just as Layla deserves to live. It is God's will. 
Which I think is a pretty good villain monologue. Like, good on you. Dean's dream is coming true, he said. I didn't deserve to live, but Layla did. It's Dean's turn to go, okay, I agree, let's do the swap seas. But he doesn't. Yeah, and then she says, goodbye, Sam. But then he smashes his way out through a window. And then Layla's being healed, or is about to be healed. And then the lights around Dean in the car park go out. And there's the Reaper. So the healing continues going on. Sue Ann's doing her spell. And we're cutting back and forth between Layla sinking to her knees with a hand on her face and Dean doing the same. But then Sam grabs the necklace and smashes it. There's blood inside. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah, blood yeah. inside it. Pretty cool. Yeah. The Reaper stops and then Layla goes, I don't feel any different. So the healing didn't complete. And then Sue Ann is like, my god, what have you done? And then Sam says, he's not your god. Hot. And then the Reaper shows up and sees Sue Ann, and he's like, that's the person who bound me for so long. I hate you. And then he kills her. And Sam sort of looks at her body for a while and turns away. But I thought it would be so funny if the Reaper was just like, I kind of want to go on a killing spree right now and went after Sam. But (laughs) no, he disappeared. But alas. Yeah, Sam and Dean reunite and they go back to the car and get out of there. Okay, so uh, in the Mattel room, Dean is being mopey when someone knocks on the door, Layla. So she comes in and... They mentioned that Sam called her so that Dean can say goodbye. Which is so funny. Like, which fucking sibling, like, wants to give their brother a pity fuck? It, 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 it's not supposed to be like that. I don't know, <laughs> but I don't know. It just seems, Sam just seems overly involved here. Like, I would not do that. Yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. Like, go fucking call her yourself, you know? Yeah. So... Basically, she narrates what happened, that she didn't get healed, and Sue Ann died. And Dean says, he's sorry. It must be rough to believe in something so much and have it disappoint you like that. Like Sean. And Layla Layla says, I guess if you're gonna have faith, you don't just have it when the miracles happen. You gotta have it when they don't. So she goes up, she says goodbye, and she's about to leave when Dean stops her. And he says, I'm not much of the praying type, but I'll pray for you. Layla says, that's a miracle right there. And the episode ends. I thought that was so cheesy. I didn't like it. I liked it. it. (laughs) Oh, so what did you think about this episode? I was bored. (laughs) It's not a Dean thesis episode. Why do people like this episode? Like, I get that it's cool that he, like, almost died. And it's he looks very wet and scrungly (laughs) in his hoodie i think people just like it because of the way that they can take the lines about faith out of context and apply them to destiel (laughs) which is valid like go ahead like if you're a destiel shipper i support you yeah like i too am a destiel shipper i tree am a destiel shipper i don't see much 
value in this episode on its own. Yeah, we should have just... <laughs> we should have just, like, fucking watched Lazarus Rising. <laughs> if you want Nestiel content, just watch Lazarus Rising, you guys. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's stuff that you could put in web weaves here, so that's nice. I guess, and Dean did look scrongly. I guess it's good because the setup is different. But even though the setup is different, it's still just a case episode. Yeah, like they did all of that just to spice up a case episode. Yeah, like Dean almost died for a case episode. And I mean, that's okay. And that's like, the finale. can have that flavor. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so best line, worst line. What's your best line? Well, like I said, I think the best line is God save us from the people who think that they're doing God's work. I just I just think it's fun. It's basically just one of those classic anti-religion, seemingly deep lines out there in the world, but I thought it was decent, and I liked hearing it from Dean. Uh, I really like the line, I'm not much of the praying type, but I'll pray for you. Yeah, because so uh, you know, as a person with a disability, like there are times where I feel like the only (laughs) I'm beginning to cry. Like the only resort that I have is to pray, right? Right. And like I have asked people to pray for me. Mm -hmm. So like hearing Dean be like, "Oh, okay, I'm gonna pray for you, even if I don't believe," just because I think it would make you feel better. Yeah. Like, I'm sure other people have done that for me, and I've asked other people to do that for me. So it was a line that, like, hit me, and I was like, oh, yeah. Do you feel bad for saying it's corny now? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I said it was corny when she said, that's a miracle right there. I thought Dean's line was <laughs> okay, good. Okay. I thought that her line and ending the episode on that line was corny. I think Dean's line was fine. Anyway, so what's your worst line? I bet she could work in mysterious ways. Like, even when he's dying, Dean is still pretty much the same guy. Which, I mean, like, I mean, I think it's because he's dying, he has to put on his toxic masculinity facade on harder. I really hate every single line where, like like I said, like, the dialogue doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. And I think the pinnacle of that is the one where Layla says, God works in mysterious ways in a completely unrelated dialogue. And I was like... Okay, so we're just we're just doing this to progress the plot or to introduce this character or to you know, like yeah. it doesn't feel natural and it takes it took me out of the story. Mm-hmm. So I am DB rating. This one is interesting because like it's well liked. Yeah, right? I know it's popular, but I didn't like it. Um Yes. I also didn't like it. Okay, then I don't know, like eight point four, same as Bloody Mary and Skin. I because like uh, last episode was an 8.7. Mm-hmm. And this episode is more beloved than that. Huh. Yeah. But it's bad. <laughs> no, but yeah, I know it's beloved. <laughs> I- I'll shoot up. I'll say 8.8. Oh, okay. <gasps> what? It's an 8.9. What the fuck? For fucking what? For yeah. what? <laughs> For what? For what and you're, for why? You're rating this you're rating this as highest Missouri's episode and for what? Yeah, for what I guess we haven't seen 
maybe this is because, like, we know that in 15 seasons of Supernatural, Dean almost dies once a season, but maybe his first almost death hits people harder? Ugh, what do people like oh. about this? This this review says, The crown jewel of season one, one of the best episodes of the entire show. Fucking Literally, boo. like, fucking Scarecrow was better. Yeah. Scarecrow was fucking better. It was. It very much was. Oh, one of these says, "Girl of the Week, week is, is done good." good. Is she? Uh, is she done good? Is she done good? But also, the the wording is so terrible. Oh right, I'm sure Dean did her good. <laughs> anyway, I miss the times when Reapers were scary. Okay, I think we need to talk about this because, like, you know about future Reapers, right? You know Billy, right? Yeah. Billy's a ripper. Yeah. No, it's very much reapers are scary old men or hot young women. At some point, they were like reapers or angels. Like, mm. it's very, it's fucking complicated what they do with reapers. Like, they, they forgot what they were doing for like half of it. But yeah, do you, do you think this is better when reapers were scary? Um, I mean, I've seen Billy's face, so no. <laughs> but... <laughs> But if we set that aside, then yeah, I feel like it is good to have, you know, the the people who cause death to be scary. Yeah, but like, I'm more on the side of like, death is supposed to be a neutral thing. Mm -hmm. So like, it shouldn't be like horrifying and it shouldn't be like what they did with the ending where it's like a really good thing to die actually because you go to heaven and it's a beautiful place. Party it up. Yeah, like I want... I want death to be the empty, basically. Mm. Like, that's my ideal death. Yeah. Uh, The empty as in the place, not the person, the empty. But you know what I mean. So, yeah, that's it for this episode of Busty Asian Beauties. So, next time we will be talking about Season 1, Episode 13, Route 666. Leave us a rating or a review wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on social media. We are on Twitter at twitter.com slash beautiespodcast and on Tumblr at bustyasianbeautiespod.tumblr.com. Our official tag is babpod. You can email us any feedback, comments, or inquiries at bustyasianbeautiespod at gmail.com. Uh, see you guys next time. Bye! Bye! Bye.